This episode of the Case for Safety podcast is sponsored by Amazon. Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Over the past year, we've all learned the importance of physical distancing to maintaining a healthy work environment. Amazon has taken that one step further by developing the Distance Assistant, an open source technology that provides real-time feedback on the distancing behavior of employees. Here to talk about the Distance Assistant, how it was developed, the impact it's had at Amazon facilities, and so much more, uh, I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast Jane Bork and Sid Srinivasa. Jane is Director of Workplace Health and Safety Technical Solutions at Amazon, where she leads a global team of more than 150 safety professionals. She is also currently responsible for leading Amazon's global safety response to COVID-19. Uh, Sid is the Director of Robotics AI at Amazon, uh, the Boeing Endowed Professor at the Paul G. Allen School of Computer Science and Engineering at the University of Washington, and an Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers Fellow. Uh, Jane, Sid, welcome. So excited to have you on the show. Excited to be here. Likewise. All right, great. Uh, really excited for our conversation today. Let's get started. So, Jane, I thought you could kind of kind of kick us off here and talk us through the the origin story of the distance assistant and why the technology was developed. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, happy to. Um, I think for us at Amazon, you know, we're known for constantly wanting to innovate to support our employees, our customers, and the communities um, that we operate in. And I think when it came to COVID nineteen. Um, you know, it was a challenging time for all companies um, like ourselves. And one thing that we did is we took this challenge on as a, a company challenge. It wasn't just a health and safety challenge. And we looked at, you know, various groups and we've got an amazing um, group of talented engineers that really wanted to rally around and support our efforts. And as we're sort of re-imaging our, our workstations to ensure sort of the six-foot socially distance um, requirements and we're changing a lot of processes in our facilities, um, our engineering teams turned their mind to, you know, how could they help us look at the situation where we needed our, our employees, who we call associates, to maintain social distancing. And, and one of the early things that we did um, early in the pandemic is we developed an artificial intelligence and sort of machine learning with the um camera footage that we have at sites to help our leaders sort of identify where where do they potentially have um, high traffic areas and, you know, where do they need to put in um, additional measures to make sure that people were socially distanced in those areas. So, you know, things like we put in, you know, um, social ambassadors, you know, a lot of signage, floor decals and and those types of things. But because of the work we, we did, we knew that keeping workers safely spaced at six foot apart um, would be challenging. So we kept turning our mind to what can we invest in further and innovate to create sort of a, a, a safe um, solution. And that's sort of, you know, how the origins of this distant assistant came about. Okay, great. Now, shifting to the more kind of technical side of it, um, uh, Sid, I wonder if you could uh, talk through a little bit about how the distance assistant was developed and how the technology works. 
Sure. I, I want to emphasize something that uh, Jane said, which was around building technology that can empower our associates um, to understand how the patterns that they were so used to following in their day-to-day -day lives. You know, we've all walked around our offices and our homes for several years before COVID. Uh, and even with our best intentions, we might be getting uh, fewer than six feet away from others, you know, at intersections, at some of these other spaces that we're so used to almost unconsciously moving through. So uh, distance assistance was a, a way to turn those good intentions into mechanisms such that we can get quantitative understanding of how we are separated from others and so that we can change our own behavior, right? Like we want our associates to be empowered to change their own behavior. So the technology behind Distance Assistant was deliberately created to be um, deployable by anybody. Now you uh, can run Distance Assistant at home with just a laptop, a, a camera that you can buy off the shelf and a computer screen. Um, and, and, and the software is completely open source. So the way the, the technology works is that uh, there's a camera that you can place wherever you wish that observes the movement of traffic. And we have machine learning algorithms that are capable of detecting whether there's a human present or not. And then literally putting a three foot hula hoop around each person. Now, when two hula hoops intersect, then you know that that pair of people are less than six feet apart from each other. And the green hula hoop glows red, right? So it's a, it's a feedback to you essentially to say, ah, oh, you know, maybe you should, you know, you should stay, get a little bit further apart from each other. And uh, we just deployed that um, that technology essentially, uh, you know, worldwide. And uh, just to get our feedback from our associates on, on how they thought they were maintaining and changing their own movement patterns such that they could make sure that their green hula hoops don't turn red. That's great. I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned uh, awareness there. And I wonder, I'm curious, uh, Jane, how has the distance assistant help improve worker awareness of physical distancing within Amazon facilities, as well as the, the traffic flow through those facilities? Yeah, uh, look, I think um, Sid explained sort of how the technology worked with the green and red and orange hula hoops. Um, and it's quite interesting because I've, I've gone and visited many sites and sort of seen the interactions with staff and elicited feedback and also taken, um, you know, health authorities, you know, safety regulators to sites. And what you sort of see is there's a lot of engagement with, with it. So as someone's sort of walking up to um, the screen and they can see themselves and they can see this um, hula hoop going around them, you know, it really gives this positive rather than negative um, feedback to the individual. And you see people actually want to play with it to really understand what does six foot mean? You know, we all, you know, sort of um, hear the six foot, but, you know, it's really seeing it visually and seeing when someone else comes in and breaches potentially that six foot or gives you a warning that it's orange, both your hula hoops are, um, are touching each other, really gives that 
real-time feedback um, to staff. And, you know, we've, we've deployed it in areas like, you know, break rooms, so people entering and exiting break rooms. Um, again, uh, you know, people are talking and are they being conscious around their distance? And this really gives them that feedback immediately so that they can go, yep, okay, we're socially distanced, we can keep moving on. And they, they can take that back to, you know, their workstations and really have that conscious awareness about what six foot actually means to carry out their jobs um, safely. That's that's a really great point. I know, yeah, the, the, the conversation for the past year or so it has all been about that six feet. So really reinforcing what that distance is, especially with, with some technology right like this, I think is is really, really useful and helpful. Now, you, you touched on a little bit there, but uh, what feedback have you received from employees uh, about this technology since it's been implemented? Yeah, I, I did talk about it a little bit. And I think sometimes, you know, with, throughout COVID, what we've found is certain things have rolled out that we're sort of being, well, I'm not sure how people are going to, whether they're going to like this or they're not going to like this. And this was another one that we were sort of frankly um, surprised in the positive engagement with our staff with it. Um, and we could see that um, people were, you know, behaviours are really hard to change, we know that, and you need immediate feedback. So I think people appreciated the way that feedback was being given in a way that empowered them um, so they could see it themselves. So the beauty of this technology is, it's designed to empower the individual and that they can take sort of that ownership over their own habits and behaviours. You know, we ha- we complement this tool with other things such as, you know, social ambassadors that go and coach um, individuals. But I think this technology allow them, allows them to do it in a fun way that has empowered them. And that's sort of the feedback that we've, we've had with staff. And, and what we've seen is, you know, we did a sort of a soft launch of it and, you know, where it's become now is we've been able to deploy it across sites across 18 countries. Um, so you can sort of get the sense of the scale of it now that, you know, people actually, our associates, our employees really wanted it. Um, and we've also opened it up in open source to enable sort of any company to, to have this. And I think, you know, what we've seen is um, we commissioned a third-party study through the Global Data Retail Group, and they surveyed more than 2,000 American workers, and it revealed some of the key measures that would make them feel safe returning to work in, you know, what has been a pretty unprecedented time. And what we keep turning our mind to is, at Amazon, is how are we leading this way? You know, how are we thinking um, and being intentional in our leadership position in what are the different variety of strategies and tactics that we can use not only to help our employees but, you know, the broader good. And I think, you know, we can see the positive impact, you know, not just through the, you know, the um, distance assistant but, you know, what we've been doing over the, over the last year is being shown through, you know, multiple um, rankings and awards that we've received. So we're a number two on the Forbes uh, World's Best Employers, which was a survey on uh, worker satisfaction with their employers during COVID-19 response, talent development, gender equality, social responsibility and more. And we were recently named as the number one um, in the US where people want uh, to work by LinkedIn. So it's, it's giving us feedback that what we've been doing is helping our staff, who are, who are frontline staff, had to have um, continued working at our sites. And it's giving us that positive feedback that what, what we've been doing has been well received by our staff. Okay, great. Uh, Sid, how about you? What kind of uh, feedback have you received about uh, the distance assistant? 
I, I think Jane uh, really emphasized uh, two points. One is uh, empowerment and the other is ownership. I, I think um, this particular pandemic uh, is challenging because it makes us feel helpless. Uh, I have family in India. I feel very helpless uh, about what I can do um, to make them feel better and safer. So I think giving our associates a sense of ownership, saying like, look, here's what you can do. And here's a nice mechanism by which you can change your own behavior and the people around you such that we can be safer is incredibly valuable. I think also it creates a ripple effect. If you observe a certain behavioral pattern, certain movement pattern to work at one intersection, you can implement that mechanism in other intersections too. You can say, hey, here's what we should be doing in all of our break rooms such that we can maintain um, social distancing easier and better. So I think the ripple effect of that means that people feel empowered and um, feel like they can own how they move around in the in the built environment so that they can be safer. Absolutely. And we, we've been talking a lot about situational awareness. Uh, uh, Sid, you just mentioned there and uh, Jane earlier talked about, you know, the example of workers, you know, moving in and out of break room. So has the use of the distance assistant started to create a new awareness of workspaces? Yeah, I'll, I'll answer this one and Sid, um, please jump in. Uh, you know, from my perspective, I think, you know, uh, it's interesting to know sort of like why did we go down this path? Why did we develop the distance assistant when, you know, many other companies were developing wearable technologies? Um, such as, you know, wearing something on on your belt or your badge that would either beep at you or um, vibrate at you. And, you know, we sort of evaluated the pros and cons of that. You know, the wearables do require a lot of infrastructure and aren't as straightforward to just get up and running. And again, sort of, you know, wearing something all day, every day, getting that feedback um, for some people can be sort of a negative impact on, you know, their own empowerment. So with this technology, you know, we sort of went about it that we wanted to do something different that was really easy and quick to set up, which sort of Sid, you know, has talked about um, his parents being able to set it up in India. And that really empowers our staff and not, not in an intrusive way. And I think the way that it's shown us that it's created new awareness is our staff are actually engaging or in the early days were engaging with us when we had maybe one set up of it at site and they were saying, hey, we should put one near front doors or we should put one near um, the the time clocks, you know, because they're all the spaces that, you know, potentially people may congregate and this really helps us and reminds us about social distancing. So I think without a doubt it's it's driven people's awareness and we're now seeing that it's just becoming a normal pattern of their behaviour that they see the distance assistant and, and pretty much, you know, know what that six-foot um, distance now means, that it's ingrained into their, their everyday. That's a, a great transition into my my next question. Now, thinking about you know the health and safety implications of something like this, uh, does Amazon anticipate continuing to use the distance assistant as the pandemic recedes? And I mean, do you see implications for this technology beyond physical distancing? Uh, again, I'll, I'll jump in there. Um, I think it's a great question. I think we're all looking forward to hopefully some sort of um, normality post um, the pandemic and I think we're all still a bit unsure what that new normal will be. 
um, you know, from my perspective is, you know, we'll absolutely be using the distance assistant whilst we're in this space that the six foot is an important control to minimise the risk. And that, you know, really until we start seeing um, guidance changes from the likes of CDC, World Health Organisation um, and local health authorities changing their guidance around that six foot, um, we intend to sort of continue leveraging um, this technology um, just to continue that, you know, that reinforcement around, you know, what does um, the six foot mean? I think, you know, where we're at now is going, well, how can we... Um, use this technology as a mechanism for other things within um, safety. And I think that we're starting to brainstorm a wealth of um, opportunities and whether it's the, the distance assistant, I think what's um, really great is we've now got this really strong partnership with SID and like um, teams where we're starting to collaborate on different ideas around, um, continued around um, technology um, in safety. Absolutely. And uh, staying on that topic, Sid, uh, do you feel like this could be used to improve safety and health and in other ways? What might some of those be? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Jane's team and my team have been brainstorming about a lot of other applications of technology like this. So, for example, um, being able to identify hazards, uh, things that are uh, misplaced, being able to ensure that our associates are you know, following the green mile, for example, which is the, the pathway that has been cleared for them to walk. Um, you can think of um, AI as a, you know, as, as a helping hand, a third eye almost, that's capable of helping you understand better about the environment around you while you're focused at performing the task that you're performing, right? All of us, when we're performing a task, are laser focused at our task. And so having uh, you know, a safety blanket around you that's able to inform you and assist you, much like you know, in, in our vehicles, we have a lot of safety blankets that tell us when we have drifted away from our lanes or when we are doing something else. I think you can think of AI as that sort of technology that can be enabling and empowering to our associates in whatever they're doing, uh, including improving and enhancing their productivity because they can focus their attention on the things that matter to them. Definitely. That, that's a really great point. Now, um, Sid, something you, you touched on earlier, you know, uh, implementing this at your workplace can you know, be as simple as just setting up a, a laptop with, with a camera. So uh, how could smaller organizations implement this technology or something like it at, at their workplaces? Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's it's one of those technologies that is so simple that, you know, uh, my family has done it. And uh, and I think, you know, we've had so much uh, acceptance from just, I think the city of Amsterdam ran it on one of their billboards. Uh, the code uh, for running the AI for running it is completely open source. So you can just download it off of a, off of a GitHub link. And the all it needs is a laptop, a uh, or a computer, and uh, and the camera that you can purchase for about two hundred dollars from from Amazon if you wish. And actually, you just have to point it at a scene where you would like to uh, have distance assistant running, and the AI uh, automatically calibrates itself, uh, understands what the scene looks like, understands where humans are, and is able to 
detect and track them and put the hula hoops around them. So it's deliberately created to be self-learning, self-calibrating, such that it can uh, just be turned on and uh, and work. And we've seen that, you know, even in our fulfillment centers, it's just people move this thing around and it's very mobile. It's easy to move around. You can move it from place to place and it just sort of recalibrates itself automatically. Okay, great. And now if, uh, if someone was interested in uh, downloading it, where could they find that? I believe just search for Amazon Distance Assistant and it should be able to give you uh, the link uh, to download the code as well as all the instructions that you need to be able to run that code on the machine of your choice. Okay, great. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything either of you would l- like to add about uh, the Distance Assistant as, uh, as we wrap up? I think just for me, I think it's about the Distance Assistant is one example of many that I can talk about during this pandemic where basically the collaboration of teams around, you know, what a problem is and how to come at it at different ways and having that diversity of different people. It doesn't need to be just the safety team that comes up with here's what needs to be done. I think that's been the biggest, most powerful thing during this pandemic that I've experienced is so many teams wanting to help and really, you know, how do we continue taking that forward and making sure that, you know, we've got that diversity in different groups or um, really rallying around challenges and coming up with different ways to achieve the outcome would be my final comment. Uh, Sid, uh, any any final thoughts? Oh, Likewise, I think it's been... Um... Pleasure understanding this space. It's been a pleasure also doing our little part in uh, helping during this pandemic and uh, looking forward to a lot more. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, thank you both uh, so much again for coming on. This is a, a really, really exciting uh, innovation in uh, technology that I hope businesses large and small will uh, take advantage of as they think about how they can use it for physical distancing uh, during the pandemic and, and beyond as they work to improve uh, safety and health at their organization. So uh, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.